Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Do you know what grinds my gears, just ruins my mood? Wilts your flowers? Ruins my Wheaties? A lot these days? No. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas? Exactly. That's what it should be. Happy Hanukkah? No, I'm. you know what? You always try to get me off subject with this. But you go in the store and you know what they mean because they got a Christmas tree on there and they're like, happy holidays, sir. No, it's Merry Christmas. You don't need to be politically correct. Like, you might offend somebody. What if you sneeze? Am I allowed to say God bless you or do I just have to look at you with a disgusted, disdained face? Be like, I can't say anything, so I'm just going to make a face. Her. You're super upset about this. No, I'm not. Watch this. Merry Christmas. You can't even say Merry Christmas and be upset. Try it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you can't I do mean, it. When you do it like that, no, you can't. Some kind of like the Grinch thing. Like, Christmas. Anyway, we want to thank everyone for joining us today. It truly is a pleasure. And it's that time of year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Say what you believe and have an opinion. And don't be afraid to give people an opinion. Everyone knows I'm clearly not afraid of doing such. So we thank you all for joining us again today. This is Fireproof Your Retirement. With me, as she is willingly each and every week, my beautiful, lovely, plague-infested yet wife. It's not as bad. It is not as bad. You can actually make it through without coughing and not having... That's still up for debate. Copious amounts of cough syrup. But our goal... Still drink the cough syrup. (laughs) Our goal is to change lives by changing the way we look at money. By changing the way we view it and talk about it. You know, we were talking over the weekend that with finances, one of the reasons why I think there's so much bad information out there is that you start to talk about finance, you start to talk about taxes right now, rate of return, and people's eyes kind of glaze over. It's because it's boring. It's not that boring, but it's, you know what, fine. You can call it boring, but it's impactful. Most people just want them to speed up to the end and tell them how much they're getting back. And that is exactly our problem. So today, we've I think we've got a great show. I'm excited. This is going to be... Uh, our second show talking about bitcoins. We actually talked about bitcoins probably about three years ago. So it's time to bring up the bitcoin. What is that? It's my first time talking about it. 
But it's time to bring it up again with the increased popularity. It's all over the news now. You can hardly turn on the TV or the radio, in your case, and not hear about Bitcoins. Right. And then we're going to talk about CDs, a little bit about the tax plan. We're even going to go into how we behave differently with different types of dollars. So let's start today with CDs. And you were telling me your experience when you worked at the bank or at a bank. Yes, yes. I worked shortly after college. I worked at a bank for about two years. And um, that was like 2009-ish, 2010-ish, somewhere around there. And um, when I was there, I worked on like the desk side, the cultural desk person. Um, So I would be very frequently that I would have people come in who would have CDs mature. And um, a lot of those people were significantly older, like in 75, 80, 85. They've had a CD for 10, 15, some of them even 20 years, and they were making 10%, some even a little bit more than that. Somewhere Mm -hmm. maybe between 5 and 10 was pretty common. Guess what CDs were at when I was there? Tell me. One, maybe 1.5%. Well, and that's kind of what they're at now. They're not a whole lot higher, especially if you're not willing to go a five-year or longer CD. Right. So, like, I would have these older gentlemen come in, and I was 22 at the time. So, of course, they and they didn't really think that I knew anything because I was 22. And um, they'd be like, you know, my CD is maturing. What do you have to offer me? Blah, blah, blah. We just kind of want to roll this into something else. And you'd lay out the options, and they would look at you like you were crazy. Because they'd been so used to the 10, the 8%. And you got to remember their generation and their parents' generation, they used to say, well, all you got to do is live on the interest. That was a different world we lived in. Right. Right. You're not living off of 1.5%. No. And so right now we've got this thing going on. If you look at West Michigan, and so you might be sitting there going, why would they want to talk about CDs, CDs? If you thought taxes were born. Bring up CDs and see how many new listeners you get with that subject. But in West Michigan right now, our rates are elevated. They're artificially high. They're higher than a lot of other parts of the country. And we've seen a couple of smaller credit unions get merged. We're seeing some banks get merged. And right now, it's almost as though Lake Michigan Credit Union had the market cornered. They had the max checking. They had good, decent CD rates. Right. And we're gaining a lot of popularity. I mean, they even got Coaster, Coaster, uh, what's his name? Osterhouse. Carter Osterhouse from the TV Fix It show. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But now there's some other credit Mm -hmm. unions, and they're bringing out, they've had some temporary teaser rates that were available for a short time. And then I've watched, and it appears, they don't share this information with me, but it appears that then Lake Michigan has, Lake Michigan Credit Union, has responded and they've boosted short term some rates. And then I've seen some other places giving short term. Right. Or like when I was at the bank, um, we had a checking account. They had this new virtual checking account thing where up to like $25,000, you got like three or 4% back. But if you put more than 25,000 in that savings account, then it immediately dropped to 0.1%. Just everything after or everything? I think everything. Hmm. So It's been a while, though, so I don't remember. So the question that gets brought up to me a lot is, should we go a short-term CD right now or a long-term? 
And I'm going to tell you right now, in West Michigan, these banks, they seem, credit unions, they kind of seem like they're in competition with each other. And I think they're artificially boosting, bumping up the rates. Right now is a really good time, if you've been thinking about getting a CD, to do that because they seem to be in competition with each other, trying to one-up each other, and rates have ticked up. I'm going to say in the last year, they've come up quite a bit. But for how long? Like, how long do you have to have a CD? Well, that's why I believe right now we should go a short-term CD. Uh, I was looking at an eight-month CD at Lake Michigan today for a client, and it was at 1.15%. So it's funny because I got in this business, we had 7% CDs. We would have never dreamed of getting excited. About 1.1. Right, 1.15. Excuse me. But it's an eight-month CD. So why the shorter term? Because of what's going on with the tax planning. So one of the things that's brought up in this tax plan is the idea of what they call upfront expensing for the next five years. Now, upfront expensing is one of those tax terms that, again, people kind of glaze over and we lose you, but stay with me for a minute. Here's what it means. That as a company, you can take the cost right now. So normally you have to depreciate it. Right. So depreciation means if something's going to last five years, you take it in, essentially, it's more complicated than this, but the simple way, take in equal amounts over the next five years. So if it's a $500 piece of equipment, I get 100 bucks this year as an expense, 100 bucks next year, 100 bucks next year. Well, when it comes to businesses, people go, well, I don't see why that's a bad deal. Well, let's do it this way. Let's say that it's not $500. Let's say it's 50,000. Now you've spent 50 grand, 50 grand was in your business bank account, and now it's not because you bought something. Right. But 40000 of it still counts as income this year because you only get to count 10000 of it as an expense. Right. So now not only is that 50000 not in your bank account, you are getting taxed on 40, 40 of, of it. it. Exactly. So upfront expensing, the thought there is it's going to incentivize companies to spend more. Now, if that happens, the other thing is the Federal Reserve. And what they do is, one of the things they do is determine borrowing rates, what they call a prime rate. And borrowing rates for you and I, a mortgage, a car loan, student loans, and all those things are affected by the prime rate, the Fed rate, as they'll call it. As that rate goes up, the Fed rate, the one they set, all the other rates generally go up too. Bummer. Wah, wah. But it's been very low. We've been low for a long time. That's part of the reason why we're now excited at a CD rate of 1.15 because one of the things that you don't hear a lot, but that this artificially low Fed rate is really a tax on more conservative people. More conservative people have utilized financial tools like a CD. Fed rate has gone super duper low, artificially low, and therefore CD rates have tanked. Followed. Yeah, tanked, followed. Now, it's cheap to get a car loan too. But the same people who want a CD generally don't want a car loan. Right. So if one of the things that's happened this year is the Fed has started to increase rates. We go into next year. Their plan is to raise it four times next year at small increments on a quarterly basis. Now, what stops them from following through with that is the economy stalls. We start losing jobs. We don't gain jobs as fast. Uh, inflation goes way down. It can't go down that much. But one of the things that helps it is inflation goes up, the economy is growing. So the expensing, upfront expensing, 
it's an it's a false measurement then of growth because if a company is going to spend 50 grand on a piece of equipment but now they get to take it all this year they're more likely to buy that equipment now than later right and <clears throat> So as they go out and buy more things, we now have more taxes. The economy looks stronger because we're maybe buying the next eight years worth of stuff over the next five years while the, those incentives are there. As opposed to waiting until December 30 to go buy a new vehicle for the fleet because you got to be able to write something off for taxes. Right. So we know what it is. We tend to do it faster. So rates are bound with that. If that comes to fruition, rates are going to go up. So don't buy a long-term CD right now. Go short-term, stick on the sideline for a little bit because if it works, the market's going to go up, rates are going to go up, and you'll be happy. If it's bad, then what? You renew the CD instead of at 1.5 at 1? Big deal. So what? You'll be a lot more upset with yourself, discontent, if you lock yourself into a five-year CD at 1.8, and in a year from now or two years from now, you start seeing CDs at three. So we've got to take a quick break. We're out of time. Um, when we come back, we're going to start talking about Bitcoins. What are they? It's a cryptocurrency. Everyone seems to be saying that like it's a end-all, tell-all. Let's take a quick break. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. All right, and welcome back to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Our goal, we've talked about this before, but I really believe that we, as an industry, we make finance too confusing. So here's what we got. We got the nerdy financial perspective. That's what I bring. And then we got the household perspective. Even though, you know, this is what I do for a living, you still run the household budget, don't you? Yeah, for the most part. So Bitcoins. We talked about this uh, before we got on the air today. Tell us what a Bitcoin is. Honestly, I still don't really have a clue what it is, but I was reading an article about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm still a little fuzzy, but I've heard like it brought up almost every day for two weeks. I'm like, what is this stuff? Like, why are people buying it and going bananas over it? It was like, if you invested in this when they first started, you're right. a bazillionaire. And it's nothing to be embarrassed about because this is a question that everyone's asking. Well, what is it? I heard um, Ben Stein on the radio the other day and he could garble off the um, the description. Well, it's a cryptocurrency, which means blah, blah, blah. The 32nd thing that you've heard every news station rattle off. And then he goes, and what does that mean? Thank you. I was going to say, and what what is a cryptocurrency? Because that still doesn't mean anything to me. But you told me about a lady that you heard. Yeah, I just, I had, I don't know, I have to log on to order stuff for work all the time in my homepage is MSNBC. And there was an article on there because they Liberal. do the ticker. <laughs> they do the ticker. Um, and this lady had said something about purchasing Bitcoins and what does it mean? And she bought like... 
200, I, I'm going to be honest, I have no idea how many dollars worth of Bitcoin she bought, but let's just say arbitrarily $200 worth of Bitcoins on a Friday. And she sat there and she watched it and she watched it within two hours tank, you know, drop to 50. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the weekend, fluctuate back and forth. She got up as high as $500 and it went back down to 25. Like literally on an hour oh. by hour basis, it was fluctuating. And come Monday morning, it was back to that $200. So she sold them. She didn't win anything. She didn't lose anything. She came yep. out on top. And she said the only rhyme or reason to it is that sh- that she could tell, and she's not, you know, all that well-versed in Bitcoins, is that it sold more when people were talking more about it, and then it sold less when people were talking less about it. So the- so, so here's <laughs> what it is. It's a... It's a treasure hunt. So somebody somewhere who still, last time I saw, hasn't come out to say who created the thing. They came up with essentially computer programs, algorithms, um, to allow people to mine these, kind of like mining gold. And so you mine it, you get the ownership to it. Now, it's had a bit of a tumultuous start. There was a exchange, a vendor, if you will, like a vault, a holder, a custodian of these, who ends up... Um, not putting people's money aside like they were supposed to. And then they said, well, it's not our fault somebody stole them. So can a Bitcoin be stolen? Yes, it can. And unlike other forms of money or currency, when it's stolen, well, I guess like most forms of currency, if you have a $20 bill in your wallet and somebody takes it out, what's your recourse? Nothing. Yeah. Or you have $100 sitting in an envelope on your counter like my secretary did and your dog eats it. Possession. Nine tenths of the law. And she panicked. I bet. So cryptocurrency is not any different. And maybe to some degree is worse off because it's, if you don't understand the net, you don't understand technology. If you're like me and you can do just enough, but you don't know whether you're really protected, then you definitely shouldn't be sitting here getting into cryptocurrency. Well, and I'm sorry, but when I watch something go from my $200 that I put in and in an hour drop to 50, I'm not okay with that. Well, you know what? Back up. So they say it's a crypto currency. So if I have a currency, I don't want it to be volatile. No. It's it's a double-edged sword. It's contradictory. Um, Here's what I mean by that. So let's, let's step into the NFL world. And oh, I know people are going to get offended here. Oh, well. Let's have an opinion like we started off today. <laughs> so this whole kneeling thing. Here's where I got upset. No, it wasn't the first time that they did it on like maybe some of you listening first thought. It was when we went overseas, when we went overseas and players knelt for the U.S. national anthem. And then they did what? They stood for it over there. For the other anthem. Why? Because it's out of? Respect now, for their they, country. When they kneel for ours, they say, well, it's not, it's not disrespectful. It's a... Silent. It's a peaceful protest that's not has nothing to do with respect. Yet when you stand up for the other countries, you're respecting them. So it's contradictory. Meaning, if I've got this thousand dollars in U.S. dollars sitting there because I got to pay my rent next week, when next week comes along, I want my thousand dollars to still be worth a thousand dollars. Right, otherwise my rent's not going to get paid. That's the whole idea of a currency. But Bitcoin is out there calling itself a currency. 
And when it goes from fifty dollars to two hundred to one fifty to two fifty back to fifty or whatever it may be, when it's volatile and it's bouncing all around, something that's volatile, something that you can't count on, that's not a currency. That's not a well, it can be a currency. It's not a currency though that's useful to be reliant on. Right. And we've got people who don't understand what why is it coming as a big news story all of a sudden? I'll tell you why. Because it's suddenly on it's on these exchanges. And what does that mean? It just means the ability to trade it has become easier and the value has skyrocketed. There's a lot of speculation in it. And so we've got a lot of people getting into this thing that they don't know what it is. They don't they, know what they're doing. They're speculating. It sounds cool. The millennials say it's a good thing, but it doesn't do anything. It almost kind of feels like gambling. It to is. Me. It's like those people that sit at the slot machines. They put their $20 in. They push the button. They win. The little right. whistles go off, and then they go, well, I bet you I could get some more. There's the And thought, then they're down to $2. The thought behind it is people compare it to gold, and they go because there's a finite source of it. It's got to be mined. It's got a value. Simply, it's not. It's not the fiat system. The fiat systems where governments can just print more money. It cannot. No additional ones can be created. So it's just a supply and demand thing. But it's a supply and demand for a fictitious, digital, non tangible item. That's fun. It sounds cool. And quite frankly, and I said this a few years ago, I think it will be around for a while. But it's got to stabilize. And if you're sitting there thinking, do I need to get in? Do I want to invest in this? Ask yourself, why? What are you trying to accomplish? Because if you're just trying to get that 20%, that 200% gain or whatever it may be, what happens if you don't get that? What if you get in right now and you wait it out and it goes down and you wait it out and it goes down further and you wait it out and it goes down further and you wait it out? How long are you going to wait and how much can you actually afford to lose? Do not risk dollars that you really can't afford to risk. And everyone has said that. But when we come back for our last segment, we're going to explain it differently than you've heard before. We're going to show you how you react. We behave differently with different kinds of dollars. Every great day has a beginning and every bad day has an ending. Many of you will start and finish each day in your bathroom. Have you ever noticed that when you go to a new hotel, the thing you want to see most is how nice your bathroom is. You'll take a look at the shower, the shower door, the glass, the handles, the hinges. Let my friends, my family, the pros at City Glass and Mirror, they've been here for over 50 years now. Let them design your dream bathroom. Let them help you start each day and end each day in your oasis. They can design it with vision and passion and they will give you an accurate quote. They won't give you a low quote just to try to win your business because they want you to be happy. Give them a call at 616-842-3740, 616-842-3740. Visit them on the web at cityglassgh.com, at cityglassgh.com, or again, give them a call, 842-3740. And welcome back everyone to the final segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. It truly is a pleasure. Before the break, we talked about Bitcoins. Yay. And what they are. Should you be in them? Can they be stolen? Yes, they can be stolen. They're not. It's called a currency, yet it's volatile and it's unpredictable and you can't rely on it. And you can't write your rent check with it. Now, 
No, actually, some places are. But really? That, yeah, that different. <laughs> no, okay, never mind. Time. Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so we've talked to our listeners before about this, that you and I, we like to fly out of Muskegon here. Our li- right. Our little airport. I love the people. If you haven't flown on Muskegon, take it for what it's worth. They don't pay me for this. <laughs> Should. They don't. Um, Fly Muskegon just once. Once you do, I don't think you'll go back to Grand Rapids. Not that they're bad. It's just they're really nice here. The lady at TSA always knows she's going to have to give me a pat down because I wear the sparkly jeans. I think you like it. <laughs> no, not really. I just forget every time we go somewhere. But here's the deal. So let's imagine that we're booking a flight uh, for six months out out from today. And we're going to go to some nice warm place. Now, if United, because that's the only carrier that flies out of there, if United sends us in a week or so um, this update about your flight, which we've gotten in the past, and it says your flight your six o'clock flight has been canceled because there's only two flights in and out of Muskegon a day. So your six o'clock flight has been canceled. We have rebooked you on the 1030 outbound the next morning. It's not impactful. It's six months from now. It's way in the future, right? Right. I mean, it's irritating that you're not leaving on Friday night, but whatever, Saturday morning's not that different. And when it's six months out, I don't even think it'll be that. It'll just be like, ah, and you'll not be happy about it, but it's not going to change things. Right. Now let's fast forward. Let's be the day of. And we arrive at five. Now, if you wonder why I like going out of Muskegon, six o'clock flight. We arrive at 528. Do not get there at 532. I made the mistake once. They said, well, we have to have a half hour at least to book you. Wasn't happy with them, but we haven't made the mistake again. 528 it is. So we arrive at 528. We go through and Right before we think it's time to board, what happens? You get a text from United and it says what? Your flight has been delayed. And then at 6.15, we get another one that says it's been delayed. Again. And then at 6.30? Delayed again. 6.45? Delayed. And at 7, we finally get? Canceled. Ah! And they book you for the next morning. But look at how different this is. So I'm already thinking in six hours, we're going to be in this tropical location. It's going to be warm. I'm going to have my ties. And I am mad because... That reality, it was palatable. You could taste it. You could feel it. It was right there. Yet when it happened six months earlier, it was annoying. It was um, maybe even a little bit... Irritating. But it wasn't impactful. Right. Why would retirement be any different? You will behave differently with different kinds of dollars. Dollars that you can imagine spending. So if you're 40 and you lose your job and you got the 401k became the 201k as they joke. You're not happy. You don't celebrate. But this idea of using those 401k dollars, that's like the travel plans that are six months down the road. You can dream about it. You can get excited about it, but it's not real yet. Right. It's not palatable. It, you don't. It's not there. Yet when you're 60 or 65, I see that transition as 59 and a half. Do you know why? Because from every point in life, retirement um, planning life, they always tell you you can't touch these dollars prior to 59 and a half without a penalty. So even people who plan on working till 70, it seems like 59 and a half. They start backing off working and taking a little bit extra to go on vacation. They'll do that. That's one thing that I've seen happen. Or the other thing is these dollars, they start to become real. They, If they're worried about their job going away tomorrow or next month or next year, they start to think of how they would use these dollars to pay their mortgage to pay the utilities, to buy food, to travel with. And when those dollars go from 200000 to 150 or from 200000 to 100 or from 200000 to 180 even, 
When those dollars were there, they were real. You could taste them. They were palatable. When you lose those dollars, you behave differently with them. So when we say don't risk dollars you can't afford to lose, and you go, well, I've got you know 10 grand in savings checking. I can afford to lose a thousand bucks. You have to be careful with what was the purpose of those dollars. Were you putting those dollars away for next year's Christmas? Were you putting them away for a future car purchase? Were you putting them away for something that you could tell me right now what it was? Something that you could say, here's what they're there for. Because if it's something palatable, something you can feel, touch, it's like there, you can imagine it, you can see it, then that volatility will drive you up a wall. It'll be hard to stomach. Don't make the mistake of viewing dollars that it's their purpose is definable. It's not abstract. Don't make the mistake of looking and behaving and treating those dollars the same as the dollars that their purpose, the time frame, the when, the how, the where you'll use them is still hardly imaginable because they are different and you will behave differently with them. So on that note, I want to thank everyone for joining us again today. It truly is our pleasure. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.